From South Bend, Indiana, I'm Jacob Titus. Welcome to episode 15 of This Day in South Bend. Today is April 23rd, 2020. Do you ever meet anyone or read about someone and think, how did you take all the thoughts in my head and just put them into words, even if you don't know each other? That's kind of what happened to me when I found today's article. And it's almost a hundred years old. So I've definitely never met this person. The only similarity we have is that we both lived and loved South Bend. And I don't really think that there's much more intro I can give to this article, except to say it is a little longer than our usual article, but I think it's worth it. And so today we turn to April 23rd, 1927, for a word from William Bender Jr. People make the city, says Tribune Speaker. Words of praise for South Bend, some essential factors. William Bender Jr. delivering talk from WSBT points out elements which create a worthwhile town. William Bender Jr., president of Howard Cranfield Company, speaking from WSBT, the Tribune's broadcasting station, Friday evening, was the 15th speaker in the series of broadcasts begun by the Tribune last January for the purpose of selling South Bend and the Great St. Joseph Valley to the people of America. Mr. Bender is especially qualified to speak on South Bend due to his almost lifelong residence here, his wide acquaintance, and to his intimate knowledge of the city's advantages. He assumed a different view in his talk than that taken by most of the speakers, bringing out the points of his advantage in a most happy way and dwelling particularly upon what might be called the soul of the city. In this talk, one of the most interesting of the series... Mr. Bender said, As the advantages of South Bend have been so well told to you for the past few months by people who are more able than I am, may I take up the subject of the people of South Bend? For, after all, the people make the town. It is not the word South Bend that makes this town. It is the automobiles, the plows, the sewing machines, the universities, newspapers, banks, diversified manufacturers, the wholesale houses and the merchants of the city and the labor employees. It is the quality of their products and the quality of their business methods that make the town. The name of a town does not stay made unless the manufacturers, merchants, and educators of that town maintain the quality of their products. Unless the quality of the business transacted is good and is kept good, the town will not maintain its reputation. South Bend is world-famed. There is not a place where the sun shines that civilization is not using South Bend products. The good name South Bend may have assisted in a first sale sometimes, but the continued sale comes from the upkeep of the product, the people that operate the commercial end of South Bend, and the men who are employed to make that product. This assembly of quality is what makes South Bend what it is. So, after all, it is the people of South Bend. Our concern, the Howard Cranfield Company, 
has over 1,500 dealer accounts in and out of South Bend covered by eight traveling salesmen. We have sold lots of auto supplies and radio without making much noise. Our slogan is, if it's from Cranville's, it's guaranteed. That goes for the whole town. Our autos, our plows, our lathes, our varnish, our universities, whatever we are selling, be it merchandise, banking facilities, educational, you'll find a square deal back of it. It is the prevailing custom of the town. You may go to our stores selling dry goods, clothing, shoes, wherever you go, and back of them stand the people who make the town and maintain it by clean business methods. The confidence that the buying public has in our town, our people have earned by standing back of our products, by giving honest values. South Bend didn't just happen by luck. It is this square deal that has made our town, and it maintains that surefire standard that keeps it so. A very large credit is due our Chamber of Commerce, Rotary, Kiwanis, Lions, Knife and Fork Clubs, our two country clubs, in boosting the publicity of South Bend's manufacturers and its stability. Our progress in women's clubs, our YMCA, YWCA, Fraternal Societies, Boy Scouts, and Salvation Army are high in maintaining the moral, educational, and social welfare of our city. With our large growth of new population, may I suggest a little custom I have seen in use in other towns of going up and meeting our many newcomers and future residents with a handshake, introducing ourselves, finding out their names, residents, and employment, and a general welcome which newcomers will so greatly appreciate when they come to a new town. I stood out in the cold in Victoria, British Columbia, looking up at a Studebaker and Oliver sign for five minutes and reading it over. It sounded like home to me. I was lonesome and it comforted me. We can largely assist our newcomers to help break the lonesomeness they can so easily feel in coming to a new town and which we can so easily relieve by just being human and real people. South Bend is no place for blue sky dealers, shoddy stuff, or one-time sellers. If you are not right yourself, this is no place for you. If you are right, Come over to South Bend. Look us over. It's the best town in Indiana. We can use a few more industries. No one has ever lost a penny on South Bend real estate. No booms, no bubbles, just solid commercialism, and with a little assistance to the farming element, which I have confidence our president will give us, and track elevation, etc., South Bend will be a 200,000 town by 1935 to 1940. I have possibly had some advantages over other residents of South Bend. Having been employed for a number of years with a big business, my occupation was one that carried me into every state in the union. There's hardly a city of prominence that I have not been in. I'm telling you this only to qualify to make comparisons between cities. Now, in traveling from town to town, I made acquaintances and had to investigate and inquire into some of the residents that live there. In my effort to get information, there is hardly a place I have been that I have not met some fellow who, when you asked him about some person in his town who had been successful or made something of himself, would say, I knew him when. He was what we would call a wenner. If he didn't say any more, he would say, I knew him when he wore knee pants. Gee, we all wore them at some time. Some of these fellows who say these things ought to be wearing them yet. There are other kinds of winners. 
There's hardly a town I have gone into that has not had plenty of men in it who are working hard every day, laying away money to eat future porterhouse steaks in the days when the doctor is going to recommend soup. There's hardly a town I have been into that hasn't got a lot of fellows who've been making money and piling it up and forgetting to do any good with it and acting as if they're going to put a shawl strap around it when they leave here, forgetting that St. Peter is liable to tell them to take that baggage out and put it in the check room. My greatest belief and proof that there is a God in heaven is in sizing up humanity as I have met it. What more do you want to use than humanity itself as a proof there is a God? You will find in every town a class of people that are industrious. God has gifted them to make a living, and they use their gifts and they succeed. There is another class that have been given the same gifts, but don't use them, and they get by anyhow. God sees that both crowds get by some way. What bigger proof do you want? I have always felt that all South Bend people are going to heaven. But the last few years, I've been doubtful of a few. Not that they won't go to heaven, but they may not stay there. They have acquired while here on earth a habit of finding fault with things. So I'm afraid when they get to heaven, they will start finding fault and may get a transfer. That's another winner. Now, don't expect me to say this big, prosperous, healthy, and beautiful good city has no winners in it. We have just a few, but the beauty of it is we have less of them in South Bend than any city of its size in the country. But won't you let me mention just one of the many good fellows we have here? South Bend has, for a number of years, been fortunate indeed in having as the head of our great automobile industry a man who had in mind while he was making money to voluntarily spend it for the betterment of the public and parks and playground and is ever ready to help any cause that might advance our town and its people. The achievements of this remarkable man have won him a worldwide reputation as a true philanthropist and we are proud of him as a neighbor, a friend, and a citizen. A real man and we all love him. I mentioned him as I have in mind towns where people are accumulating riches and do nothing for their city. Fellows who could do so much, but forget to do anything. I've no doubt tired you, so I will close and ask you to remember that our good old town of South Bend is a solid one, full of real people, and we are different than some towns. In South Bend, we still believe in the old St. James version of the Bible, that when the prodigal son returns, we kill the fatted calf. Some towns shoot the bull. I bid you good night. Goodbye, until I meet you in South Bend. Oof, so good. Until tomorrow, thank you for listening.